This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Breakfast with TT. Weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on Power 98.7. Definitely. We, um, I quite enjoyed that game. It was it was a lot of fun. It was quick, and um, yeah, I think credit to Ireland. They played really well. Um, but a lot of things that that we can pull some positives from, and um, things that we can learn for for going forward. And um, yeah, normally with this group we don't make mistakes twice. So hopefully we'll learn from this and and, and bank on on the experience we gain from this game going forward. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was fun, but um, unfortunate. <laughs> That's the voice of uh, Faf de Klerk, a Springbok uh, scrum half there, talking after yeah, what he describes as a game that was fun. What was not so fun, I'm afraid, was the, the result. But indeed, you have to share the sentiment that it was an excellent watch. It was, uh, uh, that was like test rugby at its best. But as you've been hearing, of course, the result didn't go away and uh, largely it was put down to our own de- we really we plotted our own demise there with a number of uh, kicks i think uh, four kicks in total that uh, uh, we missed and some made some mistakes uh, late on as well in the game uh, a line out to throw that didn't go straight at a very crucial time in the game but uh, the big talking point was about the kicking well uh, since emerged that uh, it's been announced that uh, Andre Pollard who was a lead call up to the squad will now uh, be roped in and will start the next game against uh, Tonga. Um, that is on a Sunday, and uh, well, this was to be expected. But uh, uh, just uh, the issue of the goal kicking, which has become a bit of a problem. Um, what does this mean then for Manu Lubak? What does that mean in terms of uh, how the coaches will go? Will they reshuffle things a little bit in the back line, or what happens? Well, thought to who best to ask about these things? Uh, then former fly half or free state fly half, uh, Ken Simba, Kennedy Simba joining us on the line. Leafling, how are you? <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, good uh, chatting to you. You still go by that name? <laughs> no, no, no. It's now changed. That, uh... <laughs> it's a bit of the old, the old school uh, leaflet, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's good. Kennedy, thanks so much, man, for chatting to us this morning. Let me get your take and your immediate reflections on that. Obviously, um, there's no way you can reflect on that game on Saturday and not talk about how costly in the end um, the goal-kicking came to be. Just what are your immediate uh, reflections on in as far as that is concerned in a way uh, to the extent that, uh, you know, was it ultimately really what, in your view, what cost us the game? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a complex one to to really digest, uh, dissect. Uh, mm. In terms of yes, uh, the kicking was very important. Uh, when we look at the stats, uh, we were almost ahead in every department: the tackle count, the handling, everything. We were a, a, a higher percentage than uh, mm. Ireland, but obviously, uh, the Ireland hit 100 percent of the kicking rate, and we hit 20 percent. So obviously, it's glaring. It's a glaring standout uh, effect. But I think uh, those types of things do happen, and I mean we've we tend to forget that in 2019 uh, uh, Pollard was uh, struggling on his way to towards that final. He he wasn't uh, uh, he didn't have his uh, kicking boots with him. So these are part of those uh, you know the journey towards the final. You know, but uh, definitely it's something that uh, has been puzzling me the way Mani has been kicking because we know he's kicked so well 
for the Stormers. Mm. A lot of pressure kicks that he's kicked, but it's just something, obviously, and I just feel that it's the pressure and inexperience uh, that, you know, that he has had, and that's probably come from that, you know, he could have played some tests, but maybe a bit earlier, maybe bring him in around those British Lions tests. By now, he would have uh, some mm. comfortability, you know, because it's not uh, it's not the easiest thing being a solo where there's pressure and you're the only one who has to, you know, sort of deal with that, and that sort of takes time. And he's obviously just had to do that at the World Cup stage, so it's been a bit difficult for him. Let, I was wondering as well, as you say, he, for the Stormers, he has nailed the pressure kicks. He's, I mean, his numbers are quite good in terms of his goal kicking when he plays for, for the Stormers. I wonder to what extent this shot clock may uh, have, uh, maybe affecting him, you know. This is something that they, I guess all, everybody now, all goal kickers have, have to contend with. How big an impact is that and how could that be disruptive to a, a goal kicker's um, rhythm? I mean, you all guys, you guys have your routine that you go through um, before you kick. I mean, would you have been able to nail it within that time of the short clock, Ken? Yeah, you, you're so right. And I think it does, uh, you know, it's a slight change, but it does has a huge effect, especially if you're a goalkeeper that, uh, goal kicker that likes to take their time. And Money is one of those that likes to compose himself, get all of his uh, procedures right. And that time clock in the back of your mind, it's almost like uh, we use it in, in practices that we put uh, pressure by putting a time clock on anything mm. that we do do. And that in the back of your mind puts added pressure. So perhaps he's maybe just uh, struggling with that. That could be maybe one of the reasons why he's just slightly hooking it to the left-hand side. A lot of his kicks seem to be going to the left-hand side of the mm. pool. So, mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of a bit of an indication, yeah. So what is the kind of calculation now that the coaches will be making? I mean, obviously, Pollard was bound to play at some point. He, were, he needs to get some game time before we, well, hopefully we do make it, obviously, into the quarterfinals. Um, what's the calculation that a coach will have to make here in terms of, uh, do I go with my goal kicker? Because I don't think there's anybody who can argue with uh, the way Manila Bok has performed in terms of his role as playmaker. Yeah, it's a really tricky one because what also comes into effect here is that split on the bench, right? Yes. Mm. So that that means now because if we if we continue with the seven one split, um, that means you need a versatile almost scrum off because that's such a vital role mm. that uh, you almost have to cover it and and Corbus almost covers that role perfectly. So that would probably mean you'd have to shift into a six two split. Uh, perhaps it's not the ideal to uh, let money totally out of the picture because we do not know what uh, uh, Pollard's form is. Yes. Mm. And, and uh, you know, so yes, he's a great player, but uh, you also need some time on the track, on the field. And mm. I know he has been practicing at Leicester, his, uh, his club, but uh, for him to then step in to a, a, you know, a match that's probably going to be a foregone conclusion on Sunday. Mm. But the key thing is you've played the, host, the home nation and uh, they've got probably one of the, 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 the best kickers right now in world rugby, mm. which is Ramos. And any penalty he gets, he, he slots them in. So that adds pressure if you're the opposite kicker, also trying to mirror that. So there's all of these little uh, chess pieces that are going to have to play out, mm. especially within uh, Jacques and Rusty's decision on what they use for that bench. Mm. I mean, 
I don't remember uh, the Springboks having this kind of t- difficulties when it comes to goal kicking. That I mean, if the fly half was off, we normally would have a goal kicking, um, you know, fullback. You know, I like, can think back to Percy Montgomery and all of that. We've had um, the options in terms of uh, goal kickers, but uh, I can't remember the last time there was such a dearth because we we really looked uh, like we're scrambling. I mean, when we have uh, five to clack, of course, uh, uh, who has uh, kick goals. Um, quite successfully but you don't really want to be going that route because we it's looked a bit desperate yeah and i mean if we if we tend to forget that uh cheslin colby also yes was early on in, in in the year and but we do know that damien Willems has also mm. uh, kicked some pressure kicks uh, last year against wales in pretoria uh, he slotted in the winning kick so we do have some options but i think you have to always be clear with everyone that if uh, the kicker's not going well who's our second option mm. because now what happens is damien colby and uh, Faf all go to the kicking team. They have a little bosper up there mm. in terms of what who's going to kick it. So hey, yeah. quite right. It, it, it is a murky, a grey area right now that is uh, the kicking department for the box. Given the struggles uh, with uh, off the tee, there kicking off the tee. Do you think that uh, maybe Sia should have made different calls uh, in terms of uh, you know rather than going for for the points, we should have kicked for the corners, which is uh, uh, it seems that uh, what most. Uh, uh, pundits and commentators were saying that we should have played to our strengths and done that and try and go for the pushover tries. No, I have uh, I, dis- I disagree with that because uh, we could see yesterday Australia tried to opt for that and also go for for the driving walls and not mm. opt for. And uh, Wales just played because Test match rugby. If you get an opportunity to get three points, yeah. you take it. Whether it is being slotted in or not, most times uh, if you miss the kick, they kick back to you anyway. So it's not much left uh, loss. But uh, I think. It was the right call. Obviously, we just didn't have the right uh, mm. person to, to execute it. And going further, when you do play France, like I said, France, every penalty they get, regardless of where it is, uh, with Ramos, they kick four points. So you've got to contend with that because the scoreboard pressure is what we as mm. Springboks have done so well. And that's what won us uh, the 2019 World Cup. So, and we still have got that factor. So we just need to sort out that department. And I think uh, the rest will then flow into, into place. So if I'm hearing you, then in terms of making the ultimate decision about uh, Pollard or Mani Lebok, you will wait until to see what kind of form he brings in uh, into this Tonga game. And I'm talking about Pollard here before making that call. Yeah, for sure. I think you'd have to just see how his uh, kicking strike is going. Uh, like I said, in 2019, he, he was uh, struggling a little bit on that way to that final. The key thing is that money brings an extra edge in terms of us just unloosening our deadly runners mm. outside. Mm. And what happens is uh, because in this, in this the, the environment of rugby has gone is that penalties are dominating matches now. Yeah. So you've almost got to be smart that when you're not getting penalties, how do we get onto the scoreboard? Because we're not mm. a great chasing team. We, at the moment a, a team goes in the lead, we struggle to chase. And one thing we know is that we've got the, probably the best strike runners out wide. Mm. And money's sort of been able to unlock that. So it's, yeah, it's a, it's a kicking versus a running type of fly-off. And that's always a, a, a selection that coaches mm. have to ponder over, especially at vital stages in the World Cup. Fantastic. Kennedy Tiba, thanks so much for your insights. I appreciate your time. Yes, no problem. Thanks, TT. There you go. Former Free State Fly Half for the Kennedy Timber. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.